Hello, hello, and welcome. You're listening to the Version 4 podcast, and I am Versaloon, and uh, welcome back. Well, I'll say I, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry for the hiatus. I went on vacation for a couple weeks. Um, the vaca- I wasn't even supposed to be on vacation for a couple weeks. I kind of got stuck in, a, in another state for like an additional week longer than I wanted to. Then I got back, and just a lot of a lot of things have happened, and then I was lazy, and then I was like, all right, you know what, you know what, no, 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 not anymore, no more, I've had enough, okay, we're not, we're not falling, we're not doing this anymore, um, sorry if you hear a lot of background noise, whatever, there's, I have like a dehumidifier running, whatever, it's, it long, doesn't matter, that's not the point, all right, so today, I have me an interview episode with Default Friend, you know her, you may love her, you, a lot of you guys hate her. I don't know. She's cool peoples. And uh, this episode's pretty fun. We talk. I talk to Default Friend. We talk about, in large part, why you guys think she's a fed. We talk about dating, relationships, uh, modern society, uh, and, you know, its consequences. And, you know, the, the whole nine. Um, yeah, basically, we'll, we're back. I'm going to try to keep it. I'm going to try to keep it consistent as I have been um, with, and keep the guests and the solo episodes coming. Thanks for your patience. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Tell everyone we're back. And yeah, catch you guys soon. Why is it frozen? There we go. All right, hello and welcome. This is Verz, and this is the return of the uh, Version 4 podcast. And I have with me default friend, you know, and a lot of you hate her. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully we can fix that this time. You can I, say hi. I hope- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's let's try. Let's try. Let's work on it. Um, so that's probably a good place to start. Why do you, Why do you think people think you're? Why do you think you have the nickname Default Fed? Let's start off there. You know, I don't know because I I thought like a Fed was someone who said things that were like kind of like over the top offensive and were pe- was mm-hmm. like the kind of person who was like, hey, let's go out to the rally and I don't know racial slurs or whatever right like mm-hmm. but i'm so yeah. sort of like boring that i don't understand <laughs> yeah well you get what well, it is weird to me too i mean that is typically the fed move is to like instigate and then get people in like a honeypot of some sort um and then there's the alternative like uh the the other type of fed which is like get in the group chats and try to like get people to incriminate themselves in the group chats those are like the two classic modes of fed and then there's just like they're just i call you a fed because i'm mad at you fed which is also another classic type which i think you're falling into that one yeah i think so i think so too uh yeah i don't know i feel like if anything i'm like i actually i realized yesterday that um someone i I was on another stream and someone said in the chat like Oh, you're just like a '90s lib, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure." Maybe you say yeah. that. Maybe you say that on Twitter too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I don't understand. I, I guess that's, I, I guess what people's problem is is, you know, that that attitude is what got us to the mess we're in today. So I'm, in mm-hmm. a sense, no better than, you know, and the other side doesn't think I'm like them enough. Yeah, I can see that. 
but he, but the weird thing is though you're not really like a political writer though so that's another thing that kind of throws it off is because it's not like your most of your content's po- political uh you're just kind of adjacent to political people you know i i think like any time you talk about sex or relationships it's like inherently political in this particular climate like 15 mm-hmm. years ago no but today certainly that is true yeah the the uh i don't know like the permit like it's the whole like gender discourse is permeated into everything so consequently yeah even though you're just talking about relationships and uh just being like whatever a former goth gf uh now <laughs> conse- now you're uh you've found yourself uh, in nrx twitter accidentally which, which is, is so strange. weird you know yeah. i used to just be like host rat tech twitter and then all of a sudden all these like mm-hmm. near reactionaries hate me and i'm like how did you even find my account <laughs> like how did i yeah. how did i get here it's like i took a wrong turn so post rat tech twitter i guess it's very similar uh, i think a lot of neo reactionaries are techies um that might be which it i know I, I at least i know a lot of the ones i know are techies but that could just because i like tech so it, i could just be attracting those people um so they find you from post rad Twitter, which also post rad. I'm not really sure. Is that just sex work, sex work Twitter? That's what I'm, that's what I've gathered. You know, I don't know what it is. They've sort of all like unfollowed me or like blocked me because they thought I was oh, nice. too like anti-sex work or something. Um, so it's just like, I now I'm like Twitter homeless. <laughs> Wait, are you anti-sex work? I feel like you talk about it a lot. That's not, um, that's, that's not the impression I've gathered. I'm like anti-sex work for everyone. Okay. Can, yeah, uh, can you elaborate? I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, my sense is that right now it's sort of a trend and there's this sort of like implicit, if not often explicit encouragement for girls to get into it as though it's just like any old thing, any old experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that there are certain people who um, are equipped for sex work. Um, and I've, I, I, People assume this is an insult, but I, I think like it's a job that needs to be done. It's we're not getting rid of it. Um, so if like someone like Ayla, right, is a sex worker, mm-hmm. it's like she's she's all in. You know, it, mm-hmm. she loves to do it. She seems to have the emotional resources for it, the support network, plenty of friends who are are there for her. Um, so like I would much rather see someone like Ayla be a sex worker than like some eighteen year old who's at Indiana University who thinks that it's, you know, a good way to make money and, you know, uh, her ticket to glamour when really it's probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost certainly not. Uh, probably just going to cause problems ultimately. Um, yeah, which I, that's a very pragmatic, that's a practical, I mean, you're not going to get w- rid of it anyway, so you might as well yeah. have a practical response to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I... I yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to agree just on, on, like, practical grounds because otherwise, I mean, like, yes, on in theory, you want to be anti, anti in general. Like, I want to be, like, draconian in that sense, but it doesn't actually work, so. Right, like, it just may as well be people who are happy doing it. Um, yeah, like, I like I certainly, like, if if my, do- my future daughter wanted to be a sex worker, I would probably yeah i would be like where did i go wrong actually but like you know if yeah. if, if if look if there's people out there who want to do it it should be the people who volunteer not the people who are trafficked into it mm-hmm. yes 
and that's I things like this is why you probably get catch ire is because they'll they have the uh because NRX people if there's anything they're very uh uh very uh galvanized in their positions so for example like the people who they they would have the response like oh there's no people who volunteer to do it they're all trafficked and or they're all uh what's it called abused in some sense or blah 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 right so then that's that's why they would be like it's all evil which is fair i mean it's it is not like it is fairly exploitative business but there are always people who like choose exploitation for whatever their ultimate other like secondary motivation is so yes but and i can see and even i catch ire from nrx twitter not often. I don't know. They like me for some reason, but I do catch it. <laughs> you you I do seem catch like the type, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. Well, you'd be surprised. As Bap says, uh, the alt-right is mostly uh, like not white people. And that's that's his, uh, his funny, his thing. But it's fairly true. You'd be surprised how many of the anime abbeys are like just like rando, I guess, Italians. <laughs> Which is actually a good segue into another reason why... Uh, right-wingers and even some left-wingers are kind of suspicious of me i i am a jewess so yes that does that doesn't point. that doesn't help your case that does not help your case at all a, a jewess and you're talking about sex work that does that's that's not great it's like asking for it yeah they do like the jew girls but yeah no not in this particular one this particular topic is is probably the one that they're most anti i will say they're typically they're typically a lot more flexible about anything but sex work with sex work they're like often very very strongly opposed to it but um so what would you say like i know you have like your advice column um and i don't care that much about relationships you know i tweet about it a lot so i don't read it admittedly but i i feel like there's a you seem to have very pragmatic like normal advice in there from like what i've seen from excerpts so what would you say like what is your advice or what is your like what would you say the crux of your the core of your advice to women in the modern era might be um well like, like the one level. thing i find my the one thing i say i find myself saying a lot is that like you can't use sex to engineer your way into a relationship which i think like a lot of people think you can a lot of women think mm-hmm. you can um so like I mean, it feels crass to say, it, even though I'll, you know, write it a hundred times, but like you can't give someone like a really good blowjob and then have that be the thing that tips you into like girlfriend territory. Like if you were going to be a girl, like you, you're just a good blowjob. So it's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and I think that if you look at a lot of the advice that people give, there's, again, it's like, you know, implied, like if you're really good in bed, then you'll win him over. But if he mm-hmm. doesn't want to date you, he doesn't want to date you and it's not, you're not going to fix that. So you may as well skip it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and save that stuff for the person who does want to date you. True. That is true. There is definitely, um, at least in my experience, cause I can mostly talk from my experience. Um, it is often the woman who actually did not like hook up with you early that you end up dating anyway, which I, I, which, uh, I found like, um experimentally like just experientially i found this to be the case my like longest girlfriend also explicitly like it was like one of her ideas and it seems to have worked because she was my ended up being my girlfriend anyway so and in my in practice i've seen other people also the same way so i i know there's like a big push to like be very sexually open but in reality people kind of have this state if it's too easy to acquire no one's that invested 
you know? Yeah, like, you don't I have mean, to wait, like, think, five, ten dates, but, like, you know, day one's probably not the Yeah, the date, date one is usually, that's, like, not the move. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, you know, I don't, I don't buy that you have to wait a month or wait three months or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, date one's too soon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think you could, like, you can make out or something date one, but mm-hmm. it's also, like, usually, like, I don't know. I think if a guy's asking date one, that's also kind of a red flag to you as a, as a woman. I feel like you have to ask. That's the thing is you have to ask. You can't say like asking is not implying anything beyond that. I just got to know. I think it's, I don't think it's unfair to ask, you know, especially sure. if you're on an app. You gotta, you gotta like, if you don't ask, you don't, you never, you know, you never find out. Cause sometimes they don't want that. You'd be surprised who, um, who wants to hook up and who doesn't. You know, you I've know heard I mean? that before. I've heard from like be really surprised. Uh, male friends who want to wait. They're like, oh yeah, I like scared this girl away because she thought I didn't like mm-hmm. her because I didn't try to hook up with her after the first date. Yeah, it is very much the case that, uh, especially if you've been on an app, even if like all conversations are non-sexual and there's implications of a dating, you'd be surprised a lot of girls are like still just trying to hook up. But it's just that the overt sexuality isn't okay. Isn't like their move. You know what I mean? It's not really the, a, yeah. a girl thing to be into that. It's actually a little bit of a red flag, actually, that you're probably getting trapped, um, if you know what I mean, if, if they're very explicitly sexual. Um, uh, but to be fair, most of the listeners here, you, they're either literally married or they're complete incels. So we got to, so let's talk about the incel problem here on the internet, because all my married friends on who listen are, uh, they, they typically don't have a problem. They're usually chads um, and, you know, okay. their wives are very attractive. So what's the, so I, like even I get called an incel often. I'm, I'm literally before I got on here being harassed by a girl who's calling me an incel, um, which is just fun, factually not true. I mean, is like um, incel just a catch all for like misogynist. So, you know, like when people I, mean, I, I believe I'm not calling so. one. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Uh, online misogyny, I think is incel, but I, people do legitimately do think women do often think I am a real incel, even though none of my takes are particularly misogynistic. Even if, I mean, even when they are, they're like either explicitly a joke tone or they're so common sense that how, I don't know, it's only misogyny because it's 2021. But uh, yeah, the intel problem, this is real. There's there's our graph recently, like 30-ish percent of men under 30 have not had sex in the past couple of years and are likely virgins from the data set, from what it implied. So this is a real problem. What do you think is like the impetus of this problem, I mean, I, I, w- I would buy that a lot of it is the apps. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my, I think there's different flavors of incel, um, and there's different reasons for it. But I think the most basic reason is, and I, you know, I, I say this with as much compassion as possible, and I'm going to preface this with I'm not making a value judgment on my own appearance by saying this, um, mm-hmm. but I think a That's lot of spicy. people are just like are straight up like kind of ugly and like don't have don't take good photos and uh if you know there's something kind of pornographic about apps where you're working on these most base instincts so Mm -hmm. you're just not gonna like you you know you probably could have gotten laid if people were still going to bars um and you probably could have gotten a girlfriend but um women are like inclined to flake and then they're like double inclined to flake on people they're not attracted to and they can't Mm -hmm. they never get the opportunity to be attracted to you in this more holistic way Mm-hmm. It is I true. I mean, like, I, oh, continue, continue. 
I was just going to, the other thing is like, I do think there is, and I don't know how widespread this is. I know it's at least somewhat real. Like men are also kind of like delusional about like one women liking them and then two, like who they could get, you know, like this is true. I, I understand like shooting your shot, but like you have to, you know, I would never like in a million years think I could date like a, a male, a male model or someone equivalent. Right. Like I kind of know what my own limitations are. And I feel like many men will like, it's, you know, one thing to ask her out, but then to like, be like, well, you know, is she gonna, is she gonna date me? Probably not. You know? <laughs> yes. But it's the problem. Here's the problem though. Being overconfident does get you some, like pot like it's like pokemon i have an article that i wrote about it whereas like you could throw a ball at a really rare catch and actually get it even though statistically you really shouldn't uh from being overconfident and especially like in weird things like models in particular because like a lot of models have are very insecure because as a in high school they were just tall geeky girls and then they kind of glowed up so you could surprise people have had we all have like one story of like this girl had no reason to date me whatsoever and she still did so this kind of overconfidence even though you know it doesn't work does kind of work sometimes um but this delusion can spiral out of control especially for men who don't have successful women seeing the overconfidence and then kind of creating a feedback loop in their own head which keeps them from you know meeting people right like I, you know, I, I do, I, how, how much of the incel problem is like out of control standards? Yes. I, 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 I think it's probably it, less, I actually think it's, it might be less. It's a big, oh. you know, maybe like a fourth or something. It's like not as much as people think, but probably significant enough. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, uh, I was combining like, like too much pornography and like changing what you think women's supposed to look like as part of the out of control standards thing in my head because like you know you can even see it in the way the female women like look in pop culture now um there's like a convergence of like the pornographic aesthetic and like the instagram aesthetic which kind of is just converging on and then like the trans aesthetic is all kind of converging on this like similar hyper um surgery plastic kind of pornographic vibe um, and I, and I, and I think that a lot of it, and there's always been like a fake look to like, you know, celebrities, but I think this one in particular, only like the, the current, like Nicki Minaj energy, Kardashians and stuff like that, that look legitimately fake. They don't look like real people anymore. I think that is only possible because of like porn addiction and stuff. Um, and I think part of that, and if you get used to that, seeing like a normal person, like you see how many people get mad about makeup, for example, like you start to that that kind of discourse wouldn't happen if people weren't so i don't know desensitized because of like porn and stuff like that i would think that like porn probably is more of an effect once you're in a relationship though right like like how many people like how many incels right are like not going to date a woman because like they haven't dated anyone they haven't had sex with anyone in let's say years right and then they get mm-hmm. an opportunity and she's like a little bit fat or something how many of them are going to say no because of that if they oh been yeah so no, no so definitely long? not yeah but they won't get that far is the thing that's what the whole like no fat movement's like um you'd be surprised like like because it, it kills your in a your uh, libido and also you like find when you're like single and you're and you're a male and you're like 
using a lot of pornography, it kills your libido, and you also don't find as many women attractive as you otherwise would. So it it it's like dampening. It stops. It's it's a a lot of inertia. You don't get started. You know. Can can you like reverse it? Like you can go on like a yeah, like just, without uh, like no fap, right? Like if you yes. met someone, right? Will it like slowly? You know, if you stop using porn, you start going on dates. Oh yeah, hundred percent. The but the like the the technically speaking, the no fap thing is no fap to porn. Uh, right, people just right. do the whole full no fapping because it it gives you like the spiking testosterone and you feel like, Arr. but um, but yeah, really just stopping porn is the part that does it. And yeah, real yeah. relationship and like no porn would you know not desensitize you. But I I do know apparently it has problems in relationships. I don't know from experience though. So that's a that's a good disclaimer to to add. Yeah, right. I had to make sure you know any girls are in my DMs. I had to make sure that if they listen to this, it's not. It's, I am only talking about my followers, not about myself. Thank you. And my clock fell. That's crazy. But um, okay. So you uh, so yeah. So you're thinking point in the relationship. So I know you also talk about how like you like to talk about how um men on on the internet like to uh, over exaggerate like the. I don't know, like the female privilege in the dating market. I, that's another big thing I know. I, I hear you speak about, which is um, which is interesting because you might be the only person that I really might be the only person online who does it in a, with some kind of empathy towards incels. Because typically, if they during that, it's like yeah, it's still ugly guys are kind of excluded entirely. So, can you like elaborate on what your opinions on that might be? I, I, I kind of. All right, with the exception of like markets like New York, LA, probably Miami, mm-hmm. I kind of agree with the the incel notion that women are competing for the top men. So it creates the illusion that they're being discarded because they're only mm-hmm. going for, you know, the top tier. Um, I do think there's like a type of woman who is so unattractive for whatever reason, be it her age, her appearance, her, her weight, um, who does get that same treatment from like so-called lower tier men. Um, mm-hmm. So, you, you know, like they're, they're not fem cells, but they, they're like scraping at the bottom of the barrel. So they get frustrated with like the incel rhetoric. Um, so okay. yeah, I think, I, I think that women, that there's a lot of coping going on though with women um, especially online like this. I see a lot of people say like they're hot and, you know, they get sort of like top treatment and you could kind of get, they probably don't. And I don't really understand mm-hmm. what the delusion is and like what it does for girls. Um, mm-hmm. That might be my own bias. I, I feel like, I, you know, I, I started my dating life in New York City. So like uh, that kind of, that. That kind of, yeah, that's a bad start yeah, there. That, that it, it, I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> it, 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 yikes. So that kind of gave For girls like, is pretty brutal in New York City. <laughs> It's it's awful. It's all, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I have girlfriends who are like, well, oh, should I? For men, I would recommend it. I would highly recommend it for oh, a dude. Oh, yeah. It's, no, it's I would re- recommend very it. very bad for women. It's, it's yeah. terrible for women. Unless you're, mm-hmm. unless you're really good looking, in, in which case, even then, it'll be hard, but you, you give it a shot. You might find a billionaire accidentally. Yeah. But you have to be, like, really hot, yeah. But but yes. But continue. Sorry. Um. So... Yeah, so weirdly, I, I'm kind of agreeing with incels. I'm just uh, zooming in on the experience of, as incels so uh, eloquently put it, getting pumped and dumped. 
but women like really don't know. They really, they don't like, they uh-huh. like they'll meet a, you know, a so-called like chat on a, a dating app and they think he really likes them and they don't, there's not these like advice networks, like between mother and daughter, or just like magazine articles mm-hmm. that make any sense don't exist anymore. And so they, they feel like, Oh, all men are trash. No, not all men are trash. It's the guy who you were like really quick to discard. Cause he was like a little awkward after one date probably treat you a mm-hmm. lot better than the guy who slept with you and then ghosted you and then breadcrumbed you and then whatever mm-hmm. came back left again. It's an this easy mistake true. to make, but like you, you gotta learn after a certain point. After a certain age, it's kind of like, it's kind of your fault though. I'm gonna be honest, like not you in particular, but after a certain age of like in any regard, in any realm, like not just dating or like not just women and chads and whatever, you have to start to like pick under, like, you know, put together the pieces of like, maybe my actions aren't, you know, leading to the outcome I want. So there's something wrong with my actions, like an agency thing, um, totally. taking accountability. It- I mean, hope is the last thing that dies with so many people, especially in dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, a lot of women will do all sorts of mental acrobatics to justify why a guy like actually likes them, even though all sides point to they to they don't. I mean, I think this is probably another way in which I'm just like a 90s lib because a lot of my advice like really isn't that different than like, um, you know, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. He's just not that into you. Those books were right. I mean, they were right. I mean, they, I mean, yeah, a lot of the lib culture definitely did lead us down this path, but at the same time, like the, the lat, I mean, I really hate to be like the end of history thing. My man, Fuku, whatever, Fukuyama was right. Um, that was kind of like the last, uh, stages of like actual common sense reality. Um, and you know, not that men and women are like so categorically different different but the differences that exist are legitimate and there is a gulf that is kind of uh uncross unbridgeable between the two and you have to understand and now you can translate it like i, I try to, my best my goal on the internet um in my persona's verse is to like translate social behavior for autists because i've always been the only socially competent person as a math i studied math study programming. I was always like the only person with any social skills in any of my classes. And like, I would like bring my crazy, my weird friends to parties and stuff. So my, my goal is to translate some of these things and translate womanese into autistic male speak. And this also makes me look like an insane misogynist sometimes, but it's good. It's fine. It's for the culture. Um, and I, and consequently, I do think that, uh, once we started down the Cosmo sex in the city path, like really sex in the city was kind of like, well, I feel like the actual like stake in the ground of when things got started to get real bad because you start to glamorize what used to be actively a shoot, not just because it was like trying to hate on women for being like a shrew, but like, because it's not a, a, there's no happiness really in that lifestyle that was portrayed and marketed to older women in New York city. And then ultimately everyone else. Um, but it sells magazines, it sells shoes, it sells expensive apartments. And that's why it, it caught on. I, I actually think Sex and the City was a satire. Um, none Probably, of but... Yeah, I, oh, I yeah, mean, I it, agree with you. It's like read as... Um, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it, it's read as, oh, wow, like this is really cool. I want to model my life after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Machiavelli was 
allegedly a satire, but I don't really think it was. But we don't really know anymore because after a while, satire becomes reality. Yeah. Um, oh, famous famous example is the uh, the South Park episode that I think now would probably never be played again. Um, with the um, dolphin, where uh, Mister Garrison, I can't remember the name so well, wants to be a dolphin. It's a trans parody, and there's like a whole episode about him trying to do surgeries to become a dolphin. And now, if I when I show any clip from that episode, it's like immediate issues. I'm like scared of getting banned. But it was on TV, and people used to understand it was satire. But anyway, yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah, yeah, the whole other bag of <laughs> I, know, worms. I know what you mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is that things that were satirical become reality very quickly. Is the thing that's that's my point ultimately. Yeah, I, t- I mean, I totally agree with that. No questions. Mm-hmm. So you've now so all right so women are in this well not just women men men and women but you're here so it's women are in the state of uh crisis because of they were sold this cosmopolitan uh dream here that doesn't really work on any like you can't have it all really just fundamentally that's just how life works can have it all um and here you are trying to bridge the gap for millennials i imagine i feel like most it's probably mostly millennials who follow you yeah Yes, and you have in your life experiences give you some kind of like bridge because you said you were married before, I know that, and now you're vibing doing something else, and you're trying to like you're trying to help out the tech world. Um, and uh, I don't know, we're living. but I don't know about the tech world. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I am in tech, so that's somehow you know I also live in the Bay Area, so that mixes in mm. techies just naturally, sort of end up in my my orbit. So do you have to deal with the uh, poly uh, Burning Man crowd? Is that like a, is no. that, you don't run into this? I, I somehow I like managed, you know, there was, there were a couple of people who were sort of like that who tried to like befriend me or like date me or whatever. And I, I was so sort of like Twitter brained and autistic. I scared them away. Um, Smart. And after That's that, good. that was the, that was the end of that. <laughs> that, that was for the best. Um, Okay, so you don't have to. So, so what makes what would you say is the difference between like the same, like the West Coast dating scene, and like New York City, right? New York City is notoriously bad for women. Is San Francisco? Is there any hope? Ah, uh, geez, I, they're both really bad for different reasons. <laughs> okay, uh, San cool. Francisco was. I don't. It's sort of like zombie land right now because everyone's leaving California. But San Francisco was like what Manhattan is for women for men. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 No girls. So then, like, yeah, you're just scrambling to girls, like, get like, a relationship. Yeah. It's just like, I also feel like people, you know, girls are really flaky. They lead you on. Mm. Oh, there's lots of like leading, like soft and more explicit, like leading guys on, just keeping guys in your orbit. Um, yes, which that I can, is classic. Like, yeah, I can I can understand that like at first when you're like, oh shit, I have all this power. But you know, when you're getting into people who've lived there like a decade, it's sort of like chill out. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leading on is one of the most infuriating things that women do, and it it is and flaking is for me is the worst. But those are those are brutal. I, I would liken them to pump and dumping, uh, and just like. It is because of how much investment you, as a man, you have to put into any relationship. Yeah, I know there are like stories of like Chad's like balancing plates of like five, six, ten, whatever amount of women. 
but it is that's like a full-time job at that point it's like all your energy goes into managing that because it takes a lot of output to pull that off right and then there's like the ceo type who might literally have a an assistant who manages that for them right but the average person really can't even just dating some casual girl off tinder requires a lot of energy i have to like figure out a date i have to plan it blah blah blah. i have to organize schedules she's gonna flake on me so i have to plan multiple dates on the same day with different people it's it's like th- there's at least a 60 percent chance she's flaking so i literally have to make plans for something else to do on a day of a date it's it's, it's brutal anyway so do you think there's hope for a modern dating scene do you, or do you think millennials are screwed okay so this is what i can't seem to figure out um in my, my dating life has been pretty, even though, you know, even though I got divorced um, and I had like a rocky start in New York, it's been pretty normal. I, you know, mm-hmm. once I sort of got my bearings again, it was just, it was fine. Um, everyone who's like really close to me is what I call romantically normal. Um, mm-hmm. But then like, I can observe that other people aren't. And I don't know what makes like me and some of my you know, closer friends and my family different than people kind of out there. And I know people are actually suffering because I mean, I'm getting all these emails and trying to give advice. Um, you see it on Twitter, you see it in other, you know, other forms of media. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know. And I don't know how exaggerated the problem. I mean, surely that's pretty bad, you know, based on recorded statistics, mm-hmm. which is hard to tell. So I don't know if it, that we can't we can have hope right because i can't i can't tell yeah that's fair uh i it, it is also a little bit more the millennials are a little gray area like i have friends who are married i have friends who can't find girls ever friends who like only hook up so it's like yeah it is maybe millennials more gray area but what's your maybe your take on zoomers because you see like trad energies you see the trad thing online i personally think it's kind of fake I don't think trads exist, um, especially not Zoomers. If anyone's going to be trad, get the fuck out of here. But um, what is your take on the Zoomer the Zoomer question? Um, I think we're going to have a lot of miserable Zoomers, um, mm-hmm. but I think younger Zoomers probably are going to be a little bit more sex negative, a little bit more, you know, not trad. I don't, you know, I don't. You're right. Like straightforwardly, trad is kind of fake, but a little bit more mm-hmm. conservative. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know a lot of my friends in sort of like the 18 to 24 age bracket, um, you know, are even if they have had a lot of casual sex are kind of reining it in and they're like, I don't, this is, you know, not good for my soul and I don't want to mm-hmm. do this anymore. Um, I had a long talk with a friend of mine who's, I think she, I think she's just 20 and she was saying how like she only wants to be, she's had casual sex and, it pains her that she has and she doesn't want to do that anymore. And mm-hmm. it's not the first time I've heard something like that. Yeah. I do hear a lot more of a real big pushback because for, about it for younger women, it's not, um, and men too, actually. Um, and it's definitely different. Cause obviously like Tinder was and d- online dating was prevalent through the entirety of my dating history from like literally day one. Um, so it's always felt fairly quote unquote normal, but, um, but in reality, it 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 is a more the the hyper casual sex is definitely more of like a enigma. It's more of like a millennial thing, and I do see and I, I I want the Zoomers to have their 
meaningful relationships. But at the same time, I, it does, they still suffer from the same problems we have to suffer from of like high, uh, large amounts of competition from, you know, because of like social media and stuff. Um, especially now that girls are like really, really good at manipulating photos and like looking like models. And that is, uh, unfortunately not good news for men because most of us just really don't know how to, how to do that. Or like, it's really also hard to get a following, um, in general, even if you're like, you have to be fairly charismatic and the kind of person who's charismatic enough to get a following probably didn't have problems dating to begin with. Um, in my experience, I mean, it's not always the case, but so I don't know. I do, I do think that they still, even if they desire more of a more traditional, you know, standard relationship, I, they, they might have even worse of a time. Like they have TikTok, for example, and girls get millions of followers in high school. And that can't be great for, uh, that can't be great for dating. Yeah. I mean, although like millennials had like MySpace angles though. I mean, I guess it's different. True. Right? Yeah. It's, but like, you know, how the, the person I know with the MySpace like, has the most followers, like 5,000, or like, like if a girl in your, in your, in your school can dance on TikTok and get hundreds of thousands of followers and men offering to fly her to like LA, that's kind of brutal. It's like, oh, I wanted to take her to prom. I guess not. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that, I, how, how common do you think that is though? Is that just like the top 1% or like, do you think the average, just like 18, so, you know, 18 to keep it safe, 18 year old is getting, yeah all of these offers from really top tier, you know, like guys, just, just simps. I, I wouldn't say the word I'm looking for. Simps, I think are really common. I think the, uh, Dubai, flying you out of the LA or Dubai is really top 1%, but I think top 10%, top 20% could probably get several thousand followers worth of simps. I don't think it requires like that much to get that. Like I, like I always joke that you get a free 5k followers on Twitter for being a woman. It's which true. is fairly true. I don't know that many. I don't know that many girls who have less than that, unless they're actively trying to stay away and like stay private. It's so, also like TikTok's a hack to talk about algorithm. dating. Like true. you'll just true. The, the, or taking selfies. I don't even think. It, I don't even think that's. I you'll just blow up though if you talk about um, romance at all as a woman, regardless of where you. Oh yes, you yes, fall yes, as a woman, spectrum. yes. That's that's like a follower hat. This is true. That is true. It's like dudes in crypto. If I t- you, you start getting followers for no reason, <laughs> put crypto in your title and you get a, a nice a few thousand. Um, yes. And while it might not be every girl, because it's definitely impossible to say that every girl is getting this many followers for being attractive or just being online, it's enough that it skews uh, perceptions for younger people, right? The, the notion that, you know, maybe you don't get 10,000 followers for being hot, but like you might have a thousand Instagram followers and that does change even if they're all in your network or like in like locally, right? They're all people from your college or high school that does, you know, increase competition into a large extent at a level that just didn't exist before. Like it, it used to be common um, before all of this, like even when I was in high school and probably you too, where there was always like the hot girl who never got asked to prom because there's, there was no smartphones. Like a smartphone showed up my senior year of high school. So it wasn't like girls were getting hella DMS 
Um, and they knew they were super hot. Like there was a girl who was literally a model and like no one asked her out. And it was, it was just cause she was like, you know, awkward girl. Right. And you know, a couple of years later she became a Ford model and she literally just became a model. But, uh, this, the, the transition from pre to post smartphone changed a lot of things. And I, I just don't think that would happen in, in school now. Um, that might, that might be true. Uh, it's, it's hard, it's hard to gauge. Um, I mean, it, it also like when, in my high school, it wasn't even about like being hot. It was about like being skinny. Um, mm-hmm. so there was like very beautiful, like kind of chubby girls or like not even chubby, just like average size to, you know, were totally off limits. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, with regard to like, to like following, skewing your perception of like the normie guys around you. I mean, think about the kind of messages that like simps are sending and like, like, mm-hmm. why would you be comparing that attention to like what a real person could give you? Like there's some, like, it's, it's not as though you're, it's, it's always gonna, it's always like a 54 year old guy or, you know, like a kind of like crusty anime av or something. And on TikTok, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the D, what the DM scene is like on TikTok. I'm sure it's not that like, um, like what's his face, Bryce Hall. I don't even know if that's actually his name. You know, this like very beautiful, uh, teenage, like TikTok influencer. Mm. So he's not the one who's like sliding into these girls DMs. Right. It's all these like, creep, like in some yeah. cases, like actually quite creepy weirdos. You know? This is true. This is true. I can't imagine DMs from uh, women's DM boxes look particularly nice. Um, but I I will say, like, I've had experiences, like, using women's t- uh, Tinders and stuff like that and, like, looking at, like, females' profiles. And it is a lot of creepy guys, but there are, like, legit, genuine people in there that are very often passed up for arbitrary reasons. Like, I was recently using a friend's Tinder and I was showing her like really good, like attractive people, right? Who were like nice and sweet to her in DMs, or like had like a, a funny open, some weird like no for an arbitrary reason that didn't make sense. So, I, I, I would, yeah. I mean, like the bad always, the you know the the extremes always kind of overshadow everything else. But I don't know. I, 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 I do think that there's no there's definitely no precedent to the amount of attention that people are getting now. And sure, I, there's I no think precedent to the amount of rejection. Affects. True. Yeah. That is also true. Yeah. You didn't get rejected the way people get rejected now or to the extent. Yeah. I, I mean, because how many I, girls can you really was, ask out? Right. You're well, okay. So I will say this when I was in New York, I got so like dehumanized and like so consistently rejected that like I totally understand how people become like extremist incels. I was like on some fem cell shit. I wasn't leaving <laughs> my apartment. I, I was. It was just like I, I was like reinterpreting Plato. To, like I mean, it was just like weird. I don't even know how my brain got so destroyed. Um, oh my god! Uh, but like rejection really does some like, uh, and it has to be a lot, right? Like. like one, two, three times can fuck someone up, but it's like, if every single person, I have, so I have like so much compassion for men where like every attempt they've ever made, it's already scary. And then it's every single one they're like laughed at, mm-hmm. ignored, no, you know, I'm kind of mean mm-hmm. to know it, it. Jesus, like what, like what's the alternative? You, you need, you need something to, 
keep you afloat and just like the sea, a sea of pain, not to be so dramatic about it, but it's, it's crazy. No, but no, it is that, it feels that dramatic. It definitely feels that dramatic. So I can't, I don't, I don't Sorry, think that's even I, exaggerating. Like my zoom got, oh, am I gone? yeah, you're still there. Oh uh, no! Oh yeah, it doesn't. It, it feels that dramatic though. Like I, like I can't even say cause some of the stories I get from people in DMs. Cause I, I am like older brother of the incels. Um, some of the stories I get are pretty brutal in my DMs. But then I'm like, and that's insane. Cause I have also pretty mortifying stories, and I might even like extreme levels of. I haven't even experienced extreme levels of rejection. Just like standard male rejection and a few horror stories. And even still, I had like. A two years where I was like, I'm not talking to anyone. So I could, yeah, it is, it's, it's tough. And you need to have some kind of uh, tether, like some kind of reinforcement that you're like worthy enough to keep dating for, for a lot of men or most people in general need that. I think for, I think for women too, um, I think women, women get like super bitter. I mean, anyone does. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Dating is really, it's really painful and we're encouraged not to take it seriously and not to take it personally. How could you not take it personally? <laughs> yeah. Someone's making a legit value judgment about you as a person, even it's, though, yeah, you, you go to therapy or something and they're like, you know, it's, it says more about them than it says about you. You're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a lot of uh, the same opinion here. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it sucks. Um, it's a, it's the most personal kind of rejection that exists. Mm-hmm. So, not to so we don't blackpill too much. You have the your podcast after the orgy. What's the deal with that? Because the title is causing also a lot of controversy there too. You're is just kind of you're uh, stoking the you're stoking the flames of the NRX. I see the quote tweets. I'm like, oh my god, what is she doing now? <laughs> oh no, I don't even, they, they must have me blocked or something, or they must be private accounts. So I don't see it. Um, oh yeah. Thank God, no, probably. A lot. <laughs> oh God. Uh, you gotta send me some screenshots sometime. Um, yeah, after the orgy, it's, it's, it's a, it's a quote that my, it's from a quote that my co-host picked. Um, but it, we're, we're basically going through like what, what, what went so wrong between like t- 2008 and 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. That, that's basically what we're all we're all trying to figure out. Cause yeah. Kind of wild. Um. Okay. So then, so the title is a little bit incendiary, but it adds some. It gets some attention. Uh, what is uh, what was what so far your what's your take? What's your your high level take on this? High, you know, abstract. Um, so super high level, I think like, oh, oh, God, it sounds so silly, like saying, you know, uh, saying it so reductively, but I think social media had an impact that is really underestimated. I don't think it's academia. I think, I really believe that like Tumblr, for example, like Tumblr and Mm -hmm. the degradation of journalism had a really big impact on a lot of the cultural changes we're seeing. I mean, there's all sorts of like economic reasons and whatever, but a lot of like, it cannot be understated how terrible it was for like the Tumblr to, or like the something awful to Tumblr to vice slash bustle slash bust slash whatever pipeline. Mm -hmm. Tumblr has had a bigger influence than people give it credit for. Literally all of the things that people are rebelling against socially right now are 
were on Tumblr. Uh, yeah, I, totally. I mean, um, anything right now that feels like a, a, a freak show of our times, you could. There's like a Tumblr post from you know like 2010 where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a joke. These are only people online. And yep, and then here they are. That the real, the real uh, radicalization happened on Tumblr. As you've heard it here first, uh, people were talking about Fortune and the radicalization there. And uh, I'm telling you right now, Fortune is mostly people crying. And uh, this is bad words, but it's mostly people crying uh, with that face. <laughs> they're they're just sad that they they don't have any girlfriends. Uh, and they're trying to improve their life. There's not anything radical in Fortune. As someone who's been on it since like 2007, uh, Tumblr, however. They'd be wilding out there. Yeah, I I mean, it's crazy that a lot of stuff that it's like, you know, weird theory through like the Tumblr looking glass is now like becoming public policy. Yeah. And yeah, basically. Um, so then, and Tumblr, I guess, kind of cold it by getting rid of porn, which is also interesting that Tumblr died the second they took the porn off. Uh-huh. There's much to think about there, much to consider. Uh, but is there, what do you think we can do to, to push back, right? Like, I don't think you can, you can't obviously put Pandora back in the box, but how do we return to normalcy? Do you think that's possible? Uh, I mean, no. I, I, I do think we're going to have, I don't think we'll ever return back to normalcy. Um, but I do think some of the more extreme expressions will go away, especially because it's like, there's also like a lot of body modification going on that I think, I mean, I, you know, I, I wouldn't trust a, a 16 to 24 year old to make a major life decision. So even think about just like the proliferation of like tattoos, tattoos are super normalized. Think of how much regret mm-hmm. like people who have like tons of piercings and tattoos will have at like 31, 32, like right when like age is really starting to show up and then they'll, mm-hmm. you know, teach their children if they have children, like you shouldn't do this. I, I mean, you even see people from the 90s who were kind of in like these alt scenes say like eh, I kind of wish kind of wish that someone had That's told true, me not to yeah. do it I do often run into that when I was uh, hanging out in like the metal scene I was like eh just be, go be normal yeah I, I have no tattoos because yeah. fortunately I was told but Oh, this is yeah. dirty, so I'm trying to. I can't tell if you're responding or not. But uh, you know, yeah, oh, the um, I also have yeah, the tattoo thing is brutal with the body mods. Uh, it's true, and I think there's definitely going to be a regret. And I think you're right about that. There's going to be some kind of counterculture re- response. Um, I do think that. I mean, you kind of. It's already kind of starting that the everyone's very like you know sex negative and what have you, um, or you're seeing it more often. Um, and like, there's a reason why cottage core and trad are like the aesthetics, like, even if they don't, even when you see people who don't explicitly talk about like being trad, cottage core is becoming like the actual like girl aesthetic online. So there's a re- that that's like the, the second layer of the sex negative uh, response to some degree. Um, it's also, yes. it. And I don't know if this is just because of the corner of Twitter I hang out in, and again, like the various ways it's poisoned my brain. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't it seem like it's a little bit passe now to be like super sex positive. Um, someone sent me like a new magazine that's like super like sex centric, and it seems like 
because it's also has to do with like millennials aging. It's like such a millennial thing. And now millennials are kind of becoming, you know, Gen X-y, right? So it feels kind of like. Yeah, we're old now. <laughs> no, it definitely feels passe, but you're also in what, and I'm starting to notice it more and more. Uh, the NRX Twitter is pushing a lot of uh, culture way more than we think that, that we are. Like I'm noticing things that, Anyway, I'm not. I'm not gonna start like jerking myself off here, but I'm. We're. No, I'm noticing more things downstream of uh, uh, of our Twitter conversations than I used to. Um, notably, the the Godzilla Kong movie. Uh, you see things on Joe Rogan being talked about that, like I know for a fact, were talked about uh, between people or between mutuals on Twitter, and or like there's guests on who were citing zero HP Lovecraft threads and stuff like that so you go okay wait a second there's more impact here than we think um oh, totally i mean i, I mean, even think yeah that i and I'm, I'm so sorry for all this noise i'm in miami and it's just like planes nah, Ferraris. Yeah, vibe. um but <laughs> you know like i predicted that this wave of sex negativity and then i mean that I mean, it was basically like a couple of tweets thrown onto a Substack that was in the New York Times. Like, I think even by me predicting that, I'm helping create it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether I want it or yes, not. Yes, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, we, while, you know, it's, they created, like, they started pushing people out of mainstream discourse because of, you know, what weird political neolib thing that they were doing. And then they consequently... Uh, as a consequence of that, they created a subculture of like, you know, rejects and that became what's cool. Uh, and even though it doesn't seem like we're, we just seems like we're just joking around to a large extent, we're accidentally influencing popular culture, which is, you know, the way things go. I mean, you'd be surprised who is lurking a lot of these th- threads or like who's in, you know, people's DMs. A lot of, a lot of rich people mm-hmm. like are like, you know, they, they, they themselves may not be, you know, based as it were, but like they're, they view it like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> this is some cool new thought. I I mean, look at Curtis Yarvin. Shout out to Mark Andreessen. Oh yeah. Moldova. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Andreessen who follows me now. And I'm, and I, I swear to God, if I see character of me in his movies, I'm going to, we're going to go, we're going to start, you know, I need some kind of royalty or something, but anyway, continue. Sorry. Curtis Yarvin. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of powerful people, it's, and I, I don't think it was just because he had a, a cool startup, right? A lot of really mm-hmm. important people who do have the power to influence the culture uh, was were reading unqualified reservations. That is very true. Yeah, now he's like a now he's like almost a normie celeb. It's kind of crazy. I hear people talk about Mulebug all the time now. It, 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 I feel I feel almost uh, personally offended that Mulebug is becoming normal and he's on like everyone's podcast. He was, it was, it was super edgy when, it, when I was first talking about him. Now, like my friends who's like, you know, programmer sh- should live in Austin is like quoting mode back, back to me. I'm like, I told you to read him in 2011 and you were like, oh, what is this incel stuff? So I don't know. Uh, but okay. So we, we, I think we've covered a lot of it. We've covered why you're not a fed, right? You're just a, a girl online talking about the internet and relationships. Right. So anyone, you guys can stop harassing her. Uh, if she turned out to be a fed, we're going to delete this episode. But uh, and then we have um, you know, uh, dating's hard. Uh, 
what else is there any last minute uh things you need to cover before so that the internet knows to leave you alone i mean obviously you keep following her follow her all of her stuff yeah i mean stop harassing please, I, I i i mean look if you think i'm worth saving why don't you send me a, I, I'm, I'm willing to change my views, right? And I think that maybe also like looking mm-hmm. inconsistent is part of the, the Fed aura. Um, but I mean like, I, you know, and I won't say mm-hmm. what it was, it's pretty, it's, it might be easy to find. I, you know, I said something kind of bold and it went like semi-viral in our corner of Twitter. And then someone in like, a not a, probably an NRX person in a not abrasive, not rude way was like, this is why you're wrong. And I, was like, and I then I fact checked it on my own. I was like, yeah, all right, I concede, I was wrong. You're, I, mm-hmm. and in fact, thank you for telling me because I would have kept believing this. So if you um, if you think I'm worth saving, please, I I invite you to evangelize your your perspective to me um, in public. There you if go. That feels safer. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's and also to be fair, guys. Um, you don't want girls who are completely uh this is to be sexist for a second well women online who are completely ideologically consistent they're they're actual feds by the way you do, that doesn't that's not real they're not that's not a thing online so it, it is is pathology to be completely ideologically <laughs> consistent uh and yeah i think that's a good place to end um what anything to plug I've, we've plugged all your things but anything else you would like to plug uh their df uh, I, I think, I mean, I think you've got it. My Substack, my Twitter, and after mm-hmm. the orgy, my podcast, which is not as provocative as the title might suggest. Fair. That's fair. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, and yeah, well, I'll see you around, right? Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Of course. All right. Let me pop.